0: Now let's have a look at some text messages uh, from the show so far. So, uh, Vancouver hockey team. This is coming in about your show that you should uh, <laughs> about your story that you shared. Um, Brian's Small and Nadia. It pays to do the right thing. We could be saving someone's life. We are not all doctors, but so many people are going through a hard time that the right words can do miracles in their lives. Let us all be watchful. Jesus commanded, "Love thy." Neva. Oh, oh so thanks, yeah, that's nadia. awesome stuff uh well that was in from Raphael. nadia is obviously the person who was mentioned oh, in right, the Raphael, uh, and
1: we do thank nadia for what she did back there in yeah Vancouver. totally
0: um Freco texted in he said tabitha rose hip moisturizer is good for itching
1: thank you i need <laughs> help with that i will try that and let you know
0: awesome stuff we've had another text come in north korea has been one uh, in the to- in the list of top persecuted countries towards Christians in the last 20 years. So it's been number one for the last 20 years. It is one of the largest standing armies in the world. There are 300,000 Christians in North Korea in underground churches. Um, if caught, the next four generations will be persecuted or killed by the state. Keep them always in our prayers. We know nothing of personal persecution mm. uh, for Christ in most of our lives, but the time with uh, will come sooner than we think. So heavy stuff just covering the story. we, We talked about North Korea, the kind of economic and political situation in there and how it's very much affecting Christians. And yeah, really poignant um, observations there. Creation Ministries, maybe next time you can discuss uh, about giant skeletons found worldwide over the years, between 10, 20 years ago. uh, YouTube was full of presentations of finding worldwide, uh, but nowadays they claim they were mostly a hoax. The Bible tells us about how many nations that had, many nations that had giants. So yeah, Fair That's a enough. good
1: point. We well, can schedule that in.
0: Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll send we actually were asking if people had questions for John Ashton, um, for John Anderson from Creation Ministries and Creation.com. Yeah, guys, send us in your questions 491 And you can also send us Questions of the day as well. But right now, we are getting into our encounter with God section. We get to study the Bible, um, and we're going to be taking it verse by verse today. So we have been going through the Bible. Uh, you know, usually we are picking up on our 20 million movement lesson, which is what. Um, you know what we always love to study from, and we're doing the same topic, the same book he, mm. in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews, but we're taking it verse by verse and seeing some of the um, some of the really interesting things that the Bible kind of gleans and, and gets out. So we're going to be going to now verse. Well, I think we're up to verse three. We've we've done verse one, yep. we've done verse two. So now the we're going to be reading number to two, verse, verse three. three. Um, yesterday we were covering in verse two, uh, oh, I am in the wrong book. Uh, we're covering in Hebrews chapter, chapter one, verse one and two, how Paul is essentially making this case for Jesus to be the Messiah. And he starts off by making a case that there is a Messiah at all. Um, and he's, you know, he talks about God in various times, in various ways, spoke mm. to us by our fathers, the prophets, as in last days, spoken to us by his son, whom he is appointed heir of all things through whom also He made the world. And so it's like pointing to this son of God who will come and is, you know, who has come to us to speak to us, to interact with us, who has made all things. Uh, But now we're going to continue on. Do you want to read for us verse 3 and 4 in Hebrews chapter 1?
1: Sure. Hebrews 3? Hebrews 1 verse 3. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of, of majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as, as he has inherited is superior to theirs.
0: Mm, yes. So it ultimately makes this, call, this, like this case here to the Hebrew people. It's like this son... This Messiah Mm. who would come. And we touched on this uh, briefly yesterday. um, He wouldn't just be a great person. Mm. You know, he wouldn't be a He's not just a good man. Like, he wouldn't be a David. You know, mm. even though these are great people um, who did great things. You know, I think it was particularly during the era of the Judges where God raised up a specific person to deliver Israel from mm. persecution. You know, whether it's Samson, Gideon, Deborah, whoever it may be. It's like, this won't just be a great guy. Um, this will be a guy. And it kind of culminates in verse 4 saying, having become so much better than the angels... Um, like, this is someone who is greater than even angels. This really is God in the flesh. Mm. Um, and there's a few ways that he makes, like, as he's gone through these verses, he's, he's kind of attributed characteristics to who the Messiah, who the Son of Christ would be, um, that would show us that he would be better than angels, better than other people. Um, firstly, he talks about that the Christ, he would be the heir. Mm. of all of everything Um, he would be the recipient of everything he would own everything he would be the king of everything the second one here is that he would be the creator uh, he would, even though he owns everything, he's also the one that created it as well. He would be the revealer. He would speak to us as we've mm-hmm. seen. Um, he would be this great sustainer. He would, it says here that he framed the worlds and put things together. It's like, okay, so he's sustaining, he's keeping together. He would be the redeemer purging us from our sins while we covered yesterday. He would be a ruler. So he would mm. have authority over many mm-hmm. things. Uh, but then finally, he would be supreme.
1: Mm. He would
0: be uh, ma- like majestic, amazing, incredible, awesome. Like doing I- amazing, awesome, incredible things. Mm. This is who Christ is.
1: He's and- also the f- he's the fulfiller of all the prophecy. So. As the you know, the Jewish nation waited for the Messiah to come, mm. one by one we can see how he fulfilled all that was prophesied before him. Yeah. Building totally. our confidence in the fulfillment of the prophecy. That he is Jesus, he is God, he is the savior.
0: Yeah. So in, in four quick verses in succession, like Paul makes his point, like oh makes his point very clearly. He's just like Jesus would do this, he would do this, he would do this, he would do this, he would do this. This This is who the Christ would be.
1: Mm, Like a checklist. Tick, 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 tick. That's (laughs) right.
0: And then he's like, oh, and now as we work our way through the rest of chapter one, he says, oh, and I'll give evidence to such um, as we get to verse five. So do you want to read verse five for us? Sure.
1: For to which the angels did God ever say, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son.
0: Mm. It's a good question. Did he say that to any of the angels? No,
1: he did not.
0: <laughs> he said that, you know, we read in, um, in the book of Luke, chapter 3, when it covers the genealogy of humanity, it called Adam a son of God, right? Mm. Why do you think it called Adam a son of God?
1: Good question.
0: <laughs> Tappy, come on, I'm asking Lyle does that to me all the time, and I have to be really on my toes to be able to answer. Um, but yeah, it says that Adam's the son of God. Let me ask you this, because it, it goes through a genealogy and it says, oh, well, you know, Adam, he, uh, like, begat. Cain and Abel and, the, you know, and, and say, for example, David begat Solomon and all of all of through this genealogy. Um, but it doesn't actually, it, it says that Adam himself is a son of God. Why do you think that is? Yeah, well, from my perspective, at least, it's because um, did Adam have a parent, no was he like you know he
1: wasn't born he wasn't born born. right
0: he was created and so adam being a a person that was created by god well then technically he is the son Son of god the son of god right because he was created by god um Mm. now angels definitely have this experience because we know from the bible that angels don't procreate they aren't like sexual beings they don't have reproductive systems there are male angels and female angels, they're all of the same gender and type and they just exist.
1: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: Yeah, so angels, they just exist, they're here, they're like, you know... Like come from God, just like Adam did. And so if, and I think if any being actually has a stake to being called a son of God, it could be an angel, right? Because they were manifested by God. God spoke them into existence. Mm. Um, and it's like, oh yeah, like we're, we're sons of God. Like we exist wholly and solely because of God. You know, uh, my dad, his name's Mick. Like none of them can say, oh yeah, my dad name such and such. Um, all of the angels were created from, from their inception, um, as beings that were, that came directly from God. And so I guess you could say like, oh, they they have a stake just as much as Adam has a stake to be called a son of God, and uh, and then we today we even you know kind of the Bible calls us sons and daughters mm. of God, uh, but ultimately it's like this is saying here that no no one is is the son of God except for the Messiah himself, mm. um, and I think it's really it, the the big difference or the barrier here um, that that is that God is trying to communicate is the actual, like, origin of of Christ. Um, and now I say origin of Christ, and maybe some of you are listening, and you're like, Cringe. Well, <laughs> well, well, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Christ has an origin. I think that's the point that it's actually trying to make so clearly. It says, like, you are my son. Today I have I have begotten you. And then here it says, I you know, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. I think what it's trying to get at is that, like, ultimately... Um, unlike all of us who are kind of coming from God, the Son of God is God Himself. Mm. Like, there he's is. He's
1: majestic. He's, he's divine.
0: He's divine. He is actually uncreated. He, he exists in and of Himself. Um, and then is begotten as a human. Mm. Uh, we see angels kind of interacting with humans at different times and humanity kind of viewing them, you know, within the Bible as being other humans at times, you know, mm. uh, when Mary comes to the tomb, right, and she sees a bunch of people there, and they're, they're just men in white apparel, or you have the story of, of Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah, and men of white apparel, you know, these random dudes show up and then it's kind of later given to us that, oh, they were actually, they're actually angels disguised, disguised mm. and whatnot. So, uh, But for, like, this whole experience that Christ had of being born, like, can do angels have a share in that experience of literally being an uncreated being and then being born as a human being to live in this world do, mm, do angels have that experience they're
1: created but they're not creating others
0: that's, that's right Whereas but here, i think
1: with angels and you know sons of god like mm, they're not prophesied in the same way mm, we haven't read the old and new testament saying that you know angel that the Jewish nation was waiting for Angel Gabriel to be born. They're waiting for the, <laughs> for the Messiah. Yeah, um, totally. And, and, and the Bible points back to, you know, the birth of the Savior.
0: Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so they're, they're looking forward to this Messiah who would be God himself, who would be so much more elevated, so much more higher than anyone who's ever given. No one else could fulfill his work. Mm. Um, no one else could do what he would come to. To do. And continues on though, let's read now in verse six. Maybe we'll cover a few of these verses, maybe verse six, sure. Six, seven, eight,
1: nine. Okay. Long haul. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all angels worship him. In speaking of the angels, he says, He makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the Son he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness; therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companies by anointing you with the oil of joy. Mm,
0: This is powerful. Oh man, this is like this is amazing. Um, Because then he makes again a clear distinction here um, about worship, about you know what kind of status Christ would have. Um, Mm. In fact, the because I
1: guess you know people of the Bible, the angels, they worship God. They worship the Godhead, whereas, you know, Jesus is the one to be worshipped.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, it's, you know, ultimately Uh this whole kind of great controversy that we're living in on earth um, and how sin came about on earth is because of an angel wanting to receive worship. Mm. His name was Satan, and he was like, oh, man, I deserve to be in the place of God, to receive the worship like God, to have choice like God, to be able to create like God, even though he's not God. Mm. Um, But it's like... Making a clear distinction here. No, oh, actually, this person, yes, he will come as a person. He will be a human, but he is higher than the angels. Why? Because he's literally God. Um, and the Bible actually reflects on this really well. Let's go to the book of Revelation. I, I, We're going to go to one of my absolute favorite verses um, in the whole Bible, the book of Revelation, chapter 4. And uh when we get there, if you could pick it up for us, Tabby, in verse 11. Revelation, chapter 4, and verse... Eleven. So, and I'm yeah.
1: turning to it now. Yeah. You can hear it.
0: Yeah, that's right. So Revelation, the last book in the Bible for those and who verse. are reading along. And verse 11.
1: You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and they existed because you created what you pleased.
0: Awesome. You are worthy. Oh, uh, I love, you know, when it says in the KJV, like, Thou art worthy, O Lord,
1: to mm-hmm. receive
0: glory and honor and power. Power. Um, Tabby, giving someone glory and honor and power, uh, what do you think that equates to? Like what does that look like exactly?
1: Um, I guess it depends. So in this context it is, you know, an act of worship to God, to mm. Jesus, to the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um they they are worthy of praise and honour, but as you made the reference earlier, that kind of glory and honor is not for, you know, say, sons of God, for example. Mm. It wasn't Adam wasn't worshipped, Jacob, Moses, David mm. weren't worshipped. They were, you know, respected and regarded, yeah. but they weren't worshipped as divine.
0: Where it says here, that is such an awesome point. They, this glory and honor and power, ultimately, this is talking about worship. Mm. He's getting here, oh, you, God is worthy, what, of worship. Why? Um, why does it say here that God is worthy of worship?
1: I mean, he's God. He's our creator. That's
0: right. He is our creator. God alone is worthy of worship because he created us. Like, this is such a simple and clear point. He is the creator. Therefore, he is worthy to be worshipped. And this is why, like, Satan can't fulfill the position that he wants to fill because he's not the creator. Mm -hmm. And no one should be worshipped other than God because they're not creators. Now, this might... um, you know uh go against maybe the opinions of my parents who mm-hmm. who can feel as though like hey why don't you treat me with respect and, and, <laughs> i'm and, and,
1: your father yeah that's right
0: i created you why don't you worship me why don't you <laughs> yeah. why don't you praise me for the things that i've done and, and raising you and looking after you and and all of these kind of things and obviously i love my parents and i yeah. i praise them a lot um but here yeah God is worthy alone. They make mistakes too, oh, so yeah, they're not right. divine because they're human beings. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Lawson. <laughs> sorry, sorry, parents. Um, I do
1: want to make a point here, though, yeah, just sure. you know, like a practical way. I guess even in a society, we know that positions have certain respect. So if I say mm. Queen Elizabeth, and you you have an audience with Queen Elizabeth, you're going to mm. have a certain way that you communicate with her, and. You know, she's a very dignified person or, you know, the prime minister, Scott Morrison, although I guess a lot of people at the moment may not have that opinion. um. Mm. But like we are aware of, you know, that person and what they contribute in their position. So in the same way that we're aware of our creator and our savior.
0: Mm, t- totally. Oh, it's yeah. They really, des- they deserve the praise. Like we need to recognize, we need to, you know, the Bible often uses the, the, the phrase fear God. And mm. does that mean like be scared? I, you know, I'd be I'd be quite nervous if Queen Elizabeth just walked through the front door of you know our studio right now. and was like, hey, what's up? You know, I want to do an interview on faith of him. I would be like, dush, 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 like they're pretty excited
1: beating. though. So if you're listening, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, you're uh, welcome. Yeah,
0: that, <laughs> that's right. Um, but ultimately, like they aren't God. Like they're just other people. Mm. Um, and it gives us some more indications to his character if we go back to the Book of Hebrews if we read through um reading through chapter 1 where we were particularly verse 8 and 9 do you want to like pick that up again for us so if we go to, back to Hebrews chapter 1 if you can read verse 8 and
1: 9 for us 8 and 9 so i am having the um the i guess millennial moment where i've got my my actual physical bible and (laughs) a app on my phone and occasionally this app freezes but that is why people we can also always read the written word on paper as well
0: Mm, awesome
1: so eight and nine but uh, about the sun he says your throne will last forever and ever a scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore your God, your God, has set you above your companies by anointing you with oil of joy. He also says, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, and you will remain.
0: You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Um, let's have a look at the verses that we were covering in the book of Hebrews. So we got to verse 9 here. Do you want to pick that up again for us?
1: Yes. So if you leave this program today, you'll definitely remember verse 9. Okay. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy.
0: Mm, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Um, I want to ask you a question. Okay, Tammy,
1: should I be concerned? No,
0: no, it's a pretty, it's a pretty straightforward uh, Bible question, Um, and it's this: um, how many people over the history of humanity Mm. have sinned?
1: Uh, I would say all have sinned and yes. fallen short of the glory of God. Ah, oh, awesome, including Romans. me and you, Lawson. Yeah. Believe it or not, as <laughs> yeah, great un- as we are,
0: unfortunately, yeah. even even you know, I heard some stories about producer Shell that shocked me uh, because yep. to me, she's just a saint. You know, and she's and- ducking
1: behind the screen. <laughs>
0: <cabin>. <laughs> I, you know, all kinds of things from her. You know, stealing other people's food. Uh, no, I've just, i She's just a
1: really this. good cook, though. She so. is a
0: fantastic. Cook. And now I'm just, refi- I'm like, no, they they couldn't be true because producer. Shell is just such a such an epic, you know, person um, who you know won't mute our mics on air, and uh, <laughs> who runs the show with such prowess and skill. Uh, no, but essentially, yeah, all everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of uh mm. the glory of God that is even Romans the Bible 3, greats as we talked about three yeah. even the Bible greats yeah totally they were all sinners and even like it's we've been making this comparison between like angels and the son of Christ you know and the the Son of God and the Messiah and who he would be and what he would do and it says he's so much better but even angels like the mm. Bible says one third of the angels fell and followed Satan Satan being an angel himself and they are now evil sinful and are going to be destroyed mm. in the That's end. a really
1: good point because, you know, when someone calls you an angel, I'm going to ask them, what type of angel what are you referring to? <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's, there's the classic, like, you know, the pickup line. It's like, oh, did you fall from heaven? Because you're an angel. In the-
1: like with Lucifer? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. There's the response. Yeah. It's
0: like, oh, like like Satan? Yeah. You're calling me Satan? Yeah. Um, But Christ here makes the, like, you know, Jesus and what we see from him and his messiahship is that he was the Sinless God, um, Mm. in first John chapter 3 and verse 5. Let's actually read that. We've been covering a a few different verses from first John because it's it's quite connected to the ideas that are shared throughout the book of Hebrews. Let's go to first John chapter 3 and Mm. verse 5. 5. So you can read that for us, tabby, once you get there.
1: But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin.
0: Mm. So it says, like, Jesus comes to do what? Take away our sins.
1: Mm.
0: Awesome. Um, he just,
1: like, rocks up. Hey, I'm going to take your sins away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was pretty
0: serious about it because he was like, oh, yeah, and how's that going to work? Oh, well, I'm going to, like, sacrifice my life, die on the cross. Like, mm. epic guy. Good work. Um, But then, like, he has the ability to do that because it says, in him there is no sin. Mm. Um, Now, there are different differing opinions on how this actually takes away place. Now, people from... uh a Catholic persuasion Um, within Catholic theology, they talk about the sinlessness of Christ as essentially it was impossible for Christ to sin. They say like, like flat out, like Christ was different to us. We sin, we fall Mm. short. uh, Therefore we need to come and to confess, but it was impossible. So in
1: his nature, he couldn't physically sin. He
0: couldn't physically sin. Like he doesn't have the capability um, whatsoever at all to be able to sin. Um, that would be nice. Well, that, that would be pretty cool. But then at the same time, that lacks the freedom of – it essentially lacks freedom of choice. Um, and my question is, well, what does the Bible say about Christ and his ability to sin? Let's actually skip over a couple pages in the book of Hebrews. We'll go to Hebrews chapter 4. Um, I'm going to specifically start reading um, verse 15 and 16. Do you want to read that for us, Tabby? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16.
1: For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin.
0: Yes. Okay, awesome. So, we have a high priest. Who is this high priest?
1: It is Jesus. It is
0: Jesus. It is the Messiah. Like, this is the work that he came to do. He's our high priest. Mm -hmm. And what does it say about him? Can he sympathize with our weaknesses or not? He can.
1: He's been tempted in every way as we have.
0: Okay, so if he can be
1: tempted,
0: then that necessitates that there is the potential for him to sin. Do, Do you follow the logic there?
1: Yes, I do. I can see that. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't mean a whole lot to me if I knew that, you know... Jesus had come as some sort of robot that couldn't sin and didn't actually understand what we would go through. That's Um, right. But since he was man and he had the potential to sin, but had such um, self-control and surrender to God that he did not sin, then that gives him further credibility in being our savior of sin.
0: Mm, That's right. Because we ultimately recognize that sin, you know, is a agency, you know, it doesn't have like a physical manifestation. It exists It essentially exists within us as a choice that we, because of, you know, the degradation of sin in the world and because of our circumstances, we are more bent towards making that choice. Um, But ultimately, sin is a choice Mm. and it's a choice that Christ had the ability to make, but didn't despite temptation.
1: And I mean, you can put it in a really practical sense. It's probably not the greatest example, but one that's personal. So if you try and go on a diet, for yes. example, the Ches oh. t- Temptation everywhere, you walk out of the gym and there's McDonald's or yeah, that's right. walk down the grocery aisle and, oh, look at that Mars bar. Yeah. Um, and that takes self-control. And that's a decision that you make before you come to the mm. point point. Um, and you're consistent and you c- continue to say no to temptation, um, and, you know, we can see as Jesus, who's obviously faced much greater things than, you know, walking past McDonald's, yeah, um, has, has said no to those temptations, has mm. remained strong, has trusted God to keep him away um, from making bad decisions, and that leads him to where he is now, being a sinless saviour. Yes,
0: that's right, and if we reflect back on verse 9, The only person that has been in human form, who has been born of this world where it could truly be said, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness, is Christ himself. Mm. Like, and despite the circumstances, despite, you know, nature being bent towards sin or not, like, ultimately, that choice of sin he decided not to make for our sake.
1: Amen. And
0: he, therefore, is in this position. It's powerful stuff. Mm. (laughs)
1: You're listening to the Breakfast Show
0: podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Um, but right now, it is time for question of the
1: day. All
0: right, what's our question
1: today? The, okay, the question texted in today is: Who uh, were the two men who rescued Lot? Angels or men? That's come from Freco. Okay.
0: Um, so. so We've
1: got a very angelic theme today.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, interestingly, um, the Bible tells us in the first verse of chat So this whole story happens in chapter 19. Um, and if you go to chapter 19 and verse 1, the Bible says, Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening. So simply, like, we can tick one box, and that is yep. that they were definitely angels. They showed up, they came to Sodom. But the next part of this question, like, were they angels or men? Well, the reality is is that they, they were angels, mm-hmm. but we see them interacting with humanity in a way that made them come off as, essentially, humans. Um, we know noticed- Genesis 19. Yeah, so, Genes- if you're
1: following along, Genesis 19. Yeah, that's right. On your right. app or your paper Bible.
0: <laughs> We're in Genesis 19. So, essentially, like, because other times that we've seen angels in the Bible, like, they've been, like, these bright, shining beams that have caused, like, absolute fear mm. in people. They've made them fall down and be scared. And they've, like, even, like, they're unleashed glory has brought people to death. Yet, these two angels show up, and it says here, if we read in chapter 19, it says, They saw Lot sitting in the gate in Sodom, and when Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bound himself before... Uh, with his face toward the ground and he said, um, here now, my lords, please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and I may wash your feet and then you may go and rise early and go on your way. So he's like offering, you know, I'll wash your feet. I'll look after mm, you.
1: This is a good host. Yeah. But, I would go to Lot's house. Exactly.
0: Oh. Exactly. But it's not sounding like necessarily that these are bright, shining, glorified angels who yeah. are li- literally bringing people to death. Um, but then it continues on, and it says, but then the angels say, they say, no, but we will spend the night here in the open square. And then in verse 3, it says, but he insisted strongly. So they turned into him and entered his house. And they had a feast, and they baked baked, uh, baked unleavened bread, and they ate. So then they spend time together. <laughs> oh, sorry, Very guys. human
1: thing, eating. Yeah.
0: Um, they spend time together, they're eating, they're, you know, the. Uh, cooking and um, just very, yeah, it's like, oh, do angels need to eat? Well, they're, they're eating here. Again, they're in, like, in this kind of disguised form. Um, and now in verse 4, it says, Now before they laid down, the men of the city, uh, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter, surrounded the house. So there's, Scary. There's like the... Kind of Same. having some kind of riot here, some some gathering, some get together, and says, and they called out to Lot and said, "Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally." And now this is the the
1: that's put much better than what it yeah, says here this, in my This world. is this is
0: the really <laughs> disgusting part of the story where, mm. and this was ended up being like the reason why. Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because it was a, it was a really awful city. Um, and basically they're they're saying, "Hey, bring these men out to us so that we can rape them." Um, mm-hmm. now if they're you can in the say
1: it was a city given to temptation, <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. Now if these guys are in the form of bright glorified angels, these people would be cowering in fear. Like they would just be straight away. Like they would have no. Like chance or stake in coming up and saying, saying something like that. But again, they're in this disguised form. If we skip all the way down to when Sodom and Gomorrah is destroyed, it says that at this point, they, you know, they grab Lot, they grab his family and they fly off with wings. And so there's this transition that happens with them, uh, where they do very much reveal themselves as angels with the ability to, to be, fly. to be able to fly. But at this point, yeah, they kind of have both of those experiences. Yes, it was angels, but coming in the form of men to give advice.
1: Thanks for being a